What you have to understand with, with the far right is that much of its worldview is heavily based on conspiracy theories. The idea that Jewish people control big world events is extremely central to anti-Semitism and therefore to more extreme elements of the far right. And in anti-Muslim and Islamophobic elements of the far right, they themselves have kind of counterparts to that, focusing on a plot to take over Europe through immigration by Muslim people from the Middle East and North Africa. And there are many variations on, on those. And now in the time of the corona crisis, the far right was in the start entirely coherent. There were quite a few interpretations of this. But something that has uh, started to crystallize is outright denial of the, of the crisis. It being a plot to keep us inside for different reasons. UN Agenda 2130 Depopulation Plan via 5G 60 gigahertz millimeter waves and toxic coronavirus vaccine injections. In the early stages of things, we, we saw mostly denial from a big chunk of the far right, denying that it was actually happening. Am I being a bit uh, naive and conspiratorial, is that a word, in calling this coronavirus a total uh, load of bullshit? Okay, I'll be, I'll change my mind in a heartbeat if, if and only if, these things will happen. That it was just kind of liberal elites and the left who were making something much bigger than it actually was. But over time, that has changed and a few different strains of thought in the movement has emerged. We have still uh, a side that is denying it or making it into a hoax, arguing that it's actually not a pandemic happening, but it's something else. And then there are a few different explanations for, for what it actually is. They also have those that think it's, it's real. Vaccines and now microwaves have often been used by eugenicists, technocrats, and transhumanists to cull populations of undesirables and dissidents. In this far-right telegram group, which I'm in, two people who are very active members are discussing um, the pandemic. One of them is a hard denier. He thinks it's all a hoax. The only reason it's become a big thing is that the government wants to give us um, a vaccine which will contain microchips that somehow be used to track us remotely. It's unclear all the details, but it's definitely all a hoax. But next to him, you have one of his friends and he's quite upset because this person thinks they've had it. They've had most of the symptoms and they're very convinced that this thing is real. So in this small environment where people actually agree with each other on most things regarding politics and worldview overall, you have that this conspiratorial worldview crashing with reality, which causes them to start rethinking it. And you have to modify how you view this virus. Even with a person in front of you that tells you that they have it, and although you trust this person, you won't completely abandon this, this kind of hoax theory 
So this other person starts kind of changing how he explains it. The virus probably still doesn't exist, but it's caused by something else. In order to try to fit in his conspiracy theory and his mistrust towards government and and media with the reality that his friend is telling him. The prevailing one now is actually that it, the, virus, like the, the disease exists, but it's not caused by a virus. It's caused by, by radio waves from these towers. That's quite common. Like viruses can't uh, transmit between people, they think. So they, the only way you get sick, and when, when we say that we have a virus infection, it's actually not a virus, it's, it's our immune system reacting to bad uh, energies in the environment and that's what makes us sick there's a, a, an idea that this thing is just out there in order to make us afraid so that we will take the vaccine and that's then uh, in turn led into uh, a whole range of different conspiracy theories related to um, the impact of the 5G network uh, this become really big in the United Kingdom, but it's it's kind of gained traction in other parts of the world. And in the last weeks, dozens and dozens of 5G uh, phone masks have have been vandalized in in the UK. There has been a bunch of different Facebook groups who who urge their users to attack them and to burn them down and to hit them with their cars and that sort of thing. And any conspiracy theory is a gateway into more extreme and very often anti-Semitic ideas. 2016, this scientific uh, organization in uh, Israel, which is all connected to the government like they all are, had been um, uh, using coronavirus to test its technology. Because in these groups, um, anti-Semitism is very common. People who have been in the conspiracy theory movement for a long time will inevitably have come into touch with with people who, you know, try to figure out like who are actually the people behind this, who are the conspirators, who are the them in all these conspiracy theories. Um, the government is rarely enough because it needs to be bigger and needs to include the whole world. Uh, and then many people arrive at uh, the Jews. So conspiracy theory has a tendency to lead into uh, anti-Semitism, unfortunately, and that makes us worried. And it can lead to, to hatred against many different groups and again Muslims we've seen now as well. It wants to find a minority uh, as a scapegoat and often that's Jewish people. Now with the 5G one specifically there's been a range of different ideas but in broad strokes they are built on, on the idea that the current pandemic is pretty much a hoax. There is no virus actually. What, what's causing people to get sick is actually these new 5G phone towers. They argue that the 5G radio waves are coming at a frequency that is directly harmful to humans and it penetrates our skin and what happens is that our body and our immune system then react to these radio waves and that's what makes us sick. Then there are other slight variations of that, that that still believes that there is a virus, but that the 5G radio waves actually uh, breaks down our immune system, so makes us more vulnerable. And behind this, there's a few different thoughts and explanations. Some, some see it as part of a big plan to get us all vaccinated. So the stage we're in right now 
is where they make everybody afraid, afraid of this pandemic. But then in, in a few months, weeks, we will be asked to vaccinate ourselves and that will include not only a vaccine, but microchips that will be used to track us somehow using this new uh, 5G network. And some conspiracy theories put the 5G much more centrally and argue that uh, the reason we are inside right now is actually so that they can put up these networks around the world without anybody being able to stop them. There's simply so many different ideas that to make sense of them uh, is, is very hard, but they clearly have an effect. Most of these Facebook groups have uh, increased in membership with thousands over the last few weeks. David Icke, a big um, conspiracy theorist from, from the UK, was on uh, London Live, a free view uh, TV channel just the other day, speaking for one hour and 45 minutes on, on 5G and Corona. Conspiracy theorists will have a, a fundamental worldview that everything is more or less a setup. There is someone behind almost everything and everything is uh, connected to these people. So smaller conspiracy theories like the idea that uh, 5G might cause harm somehow, that, that will be put into a context where uh, somebody runs society and have malicious intentions. So even if that were true, that 5G did actually have uh, harmful effects, now it doesn't, but, but let's say we assume that it did, you wouldn't stop there either. You will find, you have to find intent behind it and meaning. And so new ideas and changes and you know, changes in, in, in the situation and history and, and new events uh, occur like the current virus. You have to put that into that worldview. You basically just add another layer to your existing conspiracy theories and you will connect it uh, to them somehow. I think this way of looking at things as having meaning and inevitably, inevitably being connected, it's, it's a comforting thought, really, that um, these big world-changing events is not something we don't have control over. They are directly, although very complicatedly, connected to someone or a group or an organization that is orchestrating it. And that means we have an enemy, that means we can fight against something. It also means that it's not our fault. Uh, it's not my fault that my life is, is not going very well, for example. And I think that's, that's quite a, a comforting. There's a, something about conspiracy theory that gives you a bit of solace in that. New technologies, uh, especially radio-related ones, often get connected to uh, conspiratorial ideas. Uh, 4G was as well, to uh, a smaller degree, uh, and 3G that came before that was as well. People have conspiracy theories uh, about um, radiation and radio waves. It's a kind of a common idea. Um, um, I think there is something with, with a hidden, uh, invisible force uh, that is around us that could potentially affect us somehow. That it's, it's a bit unsettling for people. How could my device be connected to this thing? And that means that something is going through my body. I can understand that that's unsettling for people and that that uh, provides like a good base to grow a conspiracy theory on. But I think importantly, 
conspiracy theories, there is a community around them that will adapt them and will spread them. So the conspiracy theories that came about about earlier technologies, Wi-Fi, for example, smart transmitters that send how much electricity you're using in your home is also topic of conspiracy theory. And it's the same people, so often at least. So they carry them on and adapt them over and over again. So just because uh, similar conspiracy theories uh, come up over and over again in, in similar technologies doesn't necessarily mean that radio waves is inherently a topic of conspiracy theory. There might be something about it that is especially interesting, but much of it is also that there's a movement, there's a community that pushes and adapts uh, their idea to, to the latest in that field. The internet is perfect for conspiracy theory. If you go on Facebook, you can find conspiracy theory group um, that is specifically about any imaginable conspiracy theory. Uh, we can never really understand what the intention is for people who post things online. We have so little information to know if this is sarcasm or if it's a joke or if it's serious. So people will inevitably interpret things differently and, and some people will find a huge amount of entertainment in conspiracy theories, while others will be scared. Conspiracy theories are entertaining. They're great topics for, for jokes. And some things are just curious and exciting. I mean, even mainstream media uh, outlets have a tendency to look at uh, conspiracy theories as cranks and they put together these lists. I saw one recently, um, now when I did research for, for upcoming report by CNBC uh, in the US who made a list of all uh, the funniest uh, conspiracy theories by Alex Jones, who's a big American conspiracy theorist. So we make these lists, we, 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 we make fun of them and find entertainment in it, find it interesting as well, just plain interesting. But inevitably, that, that's still, there's a problem there because when, especially when a big news outlet does it, it does get reach and what most people might make fun of it. Some people will learn to know about Alex Jones and about his ideas and go a bit deeper. So I think that the entertaining value of conspiracy theory is also part of widespreads. That might not be malicious at all. It's, um, it, it might just be people who genuinely find it fun and they share it with their friends and they don't have any bad intentions at all. And it's just entertainment. And I, I can really understand that. And that might actually be quite a big chunk of people who look at conspiracy theories. But it means that they get shared and it means that they get a bit more attention. Countering conspiracies is also so hard because it matters so much about who uh, who is the one countering it and what's the relationship between that person or organization with the conspiracy theorist. Do we trust each other? And if you don't, it might just add to it. Because if you do see everything as a conspiracy theory, any attempt to quiet you down will also be seen as a conspiracy theory against yourself. And that might be part of raising the taboo element of it and making it more exciting and more interesting. Trust or, or lack of trust is really central to conspiracy theory, and particularly in, in government and politics and so on. If you don't think that your vote matters, if whatever you vote for doesn't really change who is in power and so on, if you have that feeling that everything is just kind of set up and you will fail anyway, 
then that is obviously kind of in line with conspiracy theory thinking. It's already quite cynical about society at large. Uh, it fits together with there being somebody behind there who controls things and makes sure that uh, your vote doesn't count and that the same people uh, stay in power and so on. So that element of conspiracy theory is, is really important. It might actually kind of line up with the way some people already think about society. Not in that extreme way, of course, but just that it doesn't matter. There is something, whatever I do, it's going to be the same outcome. So it doesn't matter. That that fits really well into the conspiracy theory uh, that there is a small group of people who set things up and and control society. You might not have big anti-Semitic ideas about the Jewish world conspiracy. That's not what I'm saying. But it's quite clear that having that outlook can make you more prone to that explanation. And we begin tonight with a disturbing milestone in this coronavirus pandemic. I think the current pandemic um, especially kind of the information environment we are in and all the drastic measures that are taken. Of course, something that could really lead to sparking conspiracy theory belief. And I think we've already seen that. We have already seen that people are joining 5G and Corona-related conspiracy theory groups uh, by the thousands. And I think that we have these kind of ever-changing instructions and new guidelines by experts on what we should do and what we shouldn't do. The information changes so quickly, so what you heard yesterday might be wrong today. Um, so what you're telling your friends, that might be misinformation now all of a sudden, although you haven't even, you haven't caught up with the news for, for 12 hours. So when things just change so quickly, uh, everybody says different things. Should I wear a face mask? Should I not wear a face mask? How does it spread? How long does it survive on surfaces and the experts saying different things? Of course, that raises questions with people, which I think is absolutely fair. Of course, the underlying reason for that is just that nobody really knows everything. But it's definitely an issue of trust. And then, of course, next to that, there is, is quite intrusive guidelines. Like, our lives have changed dramatically in the last couple of weeks because we were told so by our political leaders, our, our governments. Those kind of direct limitations of freedom, as you could I guess call them, are of course something that could really uh, lead to conspiracy theories sparking there. And then what it does towards trust towards our government and our leaders, I think we will have to see. Uh, right now, most polling shows that we trust leaders more than we did a month ago, at least in the UK. But of course that, that could change and I don't have a clear path forward there, but that the current situation opens up for conspiracy theory belief. That is absolutely certain and, and, and we're already seeing that by the people joining uh, conspiracy theory Facebook groups. Conspiracy thinking can of course be, be rising when we we see what, what our government doing as, as it being inconsistent. We are not getting the best information and that they are not knowledgeable or worse, that somebody else is dictating what they should know, that we, the people, doesn't have the full story. That, of course, doesn't breed trust, uh, and that comes with issues further on, I think. But right now, as we are in a crisis, a lot of things change. We trust is not only based on 
actions by governments. It's how they present themselves, how they talk. Um, big chunk of um, the British population or the British of, of most countries don't uh, fully trust their government. And to a degree, that's healthy. We shouldn't blindly trust our government. We should vote them out when, when we stop and so on. But there is, and, and there is part of, of a big chunk of British people who haven't gotten what they've been promised and they don't trust their government and, and sometimes for really good reasons. And I think part of it is, is the trust that you can do by being consistent and that comes from transparency and consistency and having an open dialogue probably. But then second to that, it's, it's actual practical things. Keep your electoral promises, having a better dialogue with with everybody in in society there is an element of when conspiracy theory can kind of replace ideology or play the role of it as as like a guiding mode of thinking and how you analyze events and uh, things around you and i think that happens when you lack another ideology i think this that creates kind of a cynical outlook on things. Everybody's just saying different things. My politicians are saying different things. Nobody agrees on anything. What is the truth? And where are we going? 